You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 360 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? Very excited about this week's episode yes. with Anna Hornby, fine art, lifestyle, family photographer. Is there a virtual in there as well? Probably. Fine art, lifestyle, virtual and family photography. <laughs> yes. So very, very excited yes. about that. What have you been up to, Val? Oh, what have I been up to? So many things. We're still in lockdown. The restrictions yeah. have increased yeah. instead of decreased. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's okay because I have been doing things at home, like uh, picking lemons off my tree, making a lemon cake, the things that you do in lockdown, right? Um, Doing online shopping. I've been buying makeup online. I've been buying canvases online. I've been buying, oh, you know, books online. It's crazy. I, Val, have embraced uh, the long, long, um, slow cooking and I'm going to relate it back to photography because um, when uh, I shoot portraits, I'm also about the slow process. I'm always encouraging you when we're in the shooting a portrait, get in the moment, be in the moment, connect with that person and then slow down and do everything slowly and you want to marinate just when you do like the rewards are so much greater when you take the time like when you do a slow cook make everything from scratch as well so your portraits is going to be as good as your raw ingredients so when I'm cooking I choose the the best ingredients combining them and then cooking them same with the portrait photography using great raw, raw ingredients so great light uh, great technique and then great direction, okay? Mm. And then you combine all of that and then we're avoiding the sort of uh, – when you when, when we have fast food, it's like, um, you know, when you make cake in the box, fell. You didn't have that experience. You made a whole cake from scratch, okay, on yes. the weekend. How yes. was that compared to something that you just whip up out of a box? When you do a generic cake in the box where it's like I'm just going to foist – uh, one size fits all approach to every photo that I take. It's like when you make a cake in the box, it's all the same and there is a lot of same, same mm. out there in terms of photography and then also whack on a an Instagram filter at the end and it's like, you know, everybody's is the same. So it's all about taking the slow road like I did with my lasagna, which was beautiful, and um, take it slowly, spend the time, marinate it, and uh, it works with portraits as well, Val. How's that for connecting it wow. back? Wow. <laughs> that's like, that's pretty good. Yes. That's pretty good. The, I'm impressed. The lasagna, was, <laughs> the lasagna was pretty good too. So, you know, very happy with that. So, yes. All right. Now, we also want to give a big shout out to Tony A. Palmer, who kindly left us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's a five-star review and he's entitled it The Best Photography Podcast. Yeah. So, Tony (laughs) said, I've spent a large amount of time listening to recent episodes and going through the back catalogue. Gina and Val cover a broad range of topics in an entertaining and informative way and take time to explain in an easy-to-grasp way. I've learned so much about the craft and business of photography from them. Ten out of five stars from me. Well, brilliant. Woohoo! Thank you, Tony A. Palmer. Really appreciate it. And um, you can check out Tony's beautiful work over at tonypalmer.photos. So make sure you give him some love because um, we really appreciate it. 
his his work is gorgeous, Val. I've actually uh, been talking to him through the week. Uh, he's a surf uh, photo- photographer, surf portrait lifestyle. Mm. And uh, have a look at his beautiful website and have a look at his beautiful photos because it's just like his style is actually very nice, very lifestyle, very down lovely, the road from me. beautiful use of light. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's me. like up around. Is that near you, Val? Yeah. <laughs> Really good. I thought you'd like that. How lovely is it? Yeah, so good on you, Tony. Great stuff. Yes. Keep up the great Thank work. You, Thank Tony. you for that review. It's uh, it's beautiful. Much appreciated. This podcast is brought to you by the Gold Community. I love teaching photographers from all levels, such as beginners who are learning to shoot in manual mode to professional photographers wanting to improve their lighting skills. As a Gold member, you can learn at your own pace and skill level. Here's what Fran Solly had to say. In the gold community truly does mean that you've got a mentor and that you've got a network of people. The the thing I really like too is that even though now after, you know, five years in business and, and after having been part of the Goldies from the beginning, I send you a photo to critique you always push me to the next level. There's always something more to learn and something else to refine. That's just great because, you know, you're so good with people just starting out. It's also pushing those of us who've been around for a little while to to keep improving and to keep trying new things and expanding. When the uh, getting off photo lessons came out, I. I just devoured them. So, and it's just made such a difference. So now I feel really confident. If somebody rings up and says, hey, Fran, can you shoot this job for us? I have the skills to be able to do it. I would recommend the Gold Community to anybody. If you are remotely interested in improving your photography, particularly if you're into photographing people, then this is the place for you to be. If you'd like to find out more about the Gold community, head to ginamilitia.com and click on Memberships. All right, so let's move on to our guest this week, Anna Hornby. What have you got to tell us? Yeah, so um, I first, uh, when I first saw Anna's work completely stocked, Stop me in my tracks, Val. And you know that when as soon as that happens, I got to bring these people on. What I love is it stands out. There's something about it. To me, when I saw it, it's like it's got almost this religious Renaissance feel vibe about mm. it. And it's um and I love the honesty and authentic. Now Anna will tell you, and she's self-confessed non-techie photographer. And you know what? 100% on board with that. So what I love about this uh, new technology, the fact that, you know, photography is suddenly available to everyone. So, you know, um, it used to be many years ago this space that was only accessible to uh, people who understood the science of photography and that meant mm. that all the, the artists slipped through the cracks because they couldn't, mm get their head around that so this is like giving everyone an opportunity to express themselves and and I love that so you know it's it's um the thing you notice about Anna's work is is the connection and the authenticity if you're looking at photos and you're noticing technical stuff that's it you're missing the point you know, if you if, if the, the mm. one thing you notice is how sharp an image is, that's not the point of photography. The point of photography is to make you feel something or to care about those images. Now, you're not obviously not going to love every image that you see, but I care about these images. You know, mm. and I um, you know, I I I think about them, and I kept thinking about them. So I wanted to bring her on and uh, you know share these images and. The other thing we talk about a lot and we've been discussing is I think the thing that's going to elevate anyone's art above someone else's is it's about sharing your taste, you know, and that's Mm. Anna oozes that in spades. So, you know, uh, during her lockdown, she's from the UK, uh, what she Mm. did was uh, because they couldn't leave the house, 
she started doing virtual shoots. So we talk about that. So she's, she's, mm. she's normally a documentary family photographer, but like she does these virtual shoots. So she walks us through uh, what a virtual shoot is like, how that compares to a normal shoot. And we talk about, you know, directing and posing virtually and also how she does it in real life and what the difference is. And like, she's a new photographer. So we talk about, you know, where she finds her inspiration, growing her business and uh, editing and shooting with post-production in mind, so how she does that and a ton more. It's a really um, – I really enjoyed chatting with her. I, I, I love her work and I, I hope you enjoy it. Anna Hornby, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. So gr- great and it's so great to connect with you again. Now, you and I met – at the start of this year, which feels like a thousand years ago, honestly, but we met yeah. on Clubhouse and we had a oh couple of really lovely conversations and I started following you immediately and I absolutely adore your work and style and uh, it's very exciting. Um, before we start, I always ask my guests, where in the world are you? I am in the northwest of England in a place called Macclesfield um, that I have no real affiliate with, apart from the fact that my parents moved up here. Um, I'm actually from Cambridge in the UK in the south. Um, Fantastic. So, yeah. I'm, and have you always been there? Were you somewhere else before? Did you come from um, Canada? No, or I'm, like, I'm a bit of a mongrel. Um, yeah. My parents, my mum is from Manchester, so not far from here. Um, my dad's from Middlesbrough, so northern northern roots. But I grew up in Cambridge, in the UK, and uh, we actually moved over from my partner and I and my um, first baby moved over from Vancouver Island uh, nearly nearly two years ago now. Wow! Um, although it still feels like just a year ago because I feel like we've missed a year and a half. Yeah. Um, and now and then we've got another baby as well. We've got a COVID baby in between that, so. Goodness me, yeah. so you've got two under two and a half, is that right? Just, uh, yeah, my uh, my eldest, Jasper, is two and a half uh-huh. and um, my baby, Layla, well, I feel, again, I feel like I've got a newborn, but she's 11 months now. Wow. So. And it's yeah. been um, a big couple of years, I think, for the entire world, but you guys particularly suffered over there in the UK. There was really harsh lockdowns, and um, but you managed to um, sort of pivot a little bit with virtual shoots, which I want to touch on um, in a sec. But, like, what I want to ask you when, and I, I know I asked you this the first time I saw you, when I look at your images, I have, like, I was raised – by a devout Sicilian Catholic mother, right? And I can't yeah. help but see um, some sort of like religious icons in your images. Are there any like, is it re- Renaissance art? Is it there's religion? Is there something that inspires you? Who are your influences? How do you get that unique style? Um, well, I also grew up um, very Catholic, uh-huh. Irish. Irish Catholic roots um and uh my mum studied theology at Cambridge University when mm-hmm. I was about 15 actually she she left us all with my dad um and because you have to live in Cambridge itself to, to study at Cambridge and we lived just outside of there so in the week she'd be there and uh and then she'd come back home for the weekends um so she, we've always had kind of thing around the house um and she but before that she raised us um pretty much she was she was a stay-at-home mom and one of the things that we used to do was um because we didn't have very much money we didn't go and like we didn't go on trips or holidays really very much we we drive to Ireland 17 hours and then get the ferry but what she used to do is we'd get on the bus and go into into Cambridge and we'd sit in um, the museums, the museums in England are free right. to go into, and we would take a sketchbook and um, draw what we saw in there. So, um, different room, we'd go into different rooms and we'd draw them. And she she studied art um, at, when she was younger as well. So, 
and my dad's a drama therapist. So very creative kind of family and roots. And then with the Catholic Church, um, I've I've travelled all over the world and been to lots of different churches in the world and seen a lot of. And that was kind of if we ever went away, uh, we'd always still go to church on Sunday. And um, so I've seen a lot of different churches all, uh, all over. And yeah, I love. I actually really love that that work and I love the um it's called Chiaroscuro the, yeah Chiaroscuro um, yeah uh, my pronunciation isn't so good but um yeah the the play on light and shadow yes, yes. I really, really love uh, that within the art world um my uh one of my favorite artists is um John Everett Millet uh-huh and uh I just um, I'm working right now on a, a little project that I did um, a few days ago uh, with a friend, another photographer friend um, on Ophelia. So I actually, uh, I'm doing a composite of uh, Im- images and I got my friend to lie down in the river and I'm recreating Ophelia right now. So, oh, amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, um, it's really strange. My journey with photography has been a really, um, a, such a strange one because I, I grew up around art but I'm not that good at it um in terms of actually like painting and drawing I'm okay I, I used to love uh and um, life drawing and yeah. that was kind of my favorite thing I went to art school when I was 18 for a year and um I always wanted to actually do fashion so nothing really to do with art or, well not, not nothing to do with it but do, um, yeah, I wanted to. Sorry. Do Do you think that Anna, like for all of us as artists, there's a point where um our taste is always ahead of our skills, which is frustrating yes. for artists. And so, like for you, growing up in this art world and when having all these amazing influences, when you say, "I love art," I'm just not very good at it. Is it just because you've had this like? immersive lifestyle you're you know and it's always in front of you and it's just you just have that too much knowledge about art to ever because you know when you're new to something and you're not aware of what you don't know when you don't know what you don't know you can you could do a drawing and just think it's amazing like I thought my photography was amazing when I started because I had no idea of what I didn't know and then the imposter syndrome happened as soon as I started learning more about photography and realizing actually I don't know anything. What am I doing? Yeah, so do you think it's learn. do you think like you know because I feel as artists it's our our job is to um, de- develop you know taste and influence and then find a way to create work based on that. So do you think that that might have something to do with it? You just like the taste is there you just haven't caught up well it's interesting to say that because I actually because like I say I want to do fashion but my own sense of style is terrible but I'm really really good at dressing other people yeah. um, <laughs> and I I very much I'm a bit of a perfectionist and yeah. I know I've always like known what I wanted to achieve but never quite been able to achieve it in terms of art uh-huh. which is why photography just kept sticking because I realized I realized quite early on with photography that I'm much better at taking from what's already there right than creating it myself interesting so it's a matter of like you know when you see it yes but if you um, were asked you possibly couldn't describe it but it's like put it in front of you and you'll go yeah it's that that's it I know where it is exactly mm. um, and even even when I'm taking photographs now, you talk about that imposter syndrome. Um, mine's a, mine's a bit of a funny one because it's I kind of have a bit of a, a faith, especially with uh, you said about the virtual shoot. I'm kind of like, well, we'll just do it, and I'll work it out later because I see other people's work and I think, oh man, they've got a really great way of seeing the light, and they know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're looking for, and they kind of can recreate it over and over again. Whereas I kind of go in quite blind to a lot of photo shoots and I just have this kind of really anxious faith that it's going to work out. <laughs> and uh, and it's it's not the best way of doing it, but I, I look at my photographs afterwards and I can kind of think, okay, 
um, in, in an edit, I can work with that light there, or I can do this, um, do this later. So it's, it's, I'm kind of feeling my way through my work. Yeah, I see and that. It's intuitive. I love it. I, I think it's a really exciting way to shoot. And I think, you know, there's photographers that pre-visualize, they, they lock everything down. They know exactly what they're doing. And then, but there's also uh, allowing for what happens to happen, that gift that comes along. It's very exciting. I guess it doesn't always happen though, does it, when you shoot that way, but then when it does, it just makes it even better, right? Yeah, there's times where there's been a, a few times where I come away and I think I just know that that wasn't right yet. And mm. um, like I did a virtual shoot the other day um, that it just that it just wasn't working. And in that case, I, I said, you know, let's do it. Let's try again when the light is different. And I just I kind of get a feeling that it's just not as good. Whereas when when it's working, I'm I kind of start kind of buzzing off it, and I, I just know when I sit down that I'm gonna. I'm going to love what I see. So yeah, definitely. Um, it doesn't always, it doesn't always work out. You don't always take amazing photographs. Um, so so you feel, feel it. Sorry, Anna, you feel it when it's there. Like, it's like, that's it. I recognize it. I want to just get you to walk us through what a virtual shoot actually looks like, how you reach out to the client, how you plan, how you organize the light and how you actually shoot it because I've never actually spoken to someone who does them and I think you pivoted quite well last year and were did quite a few, right? Well, it's um, funny actually. Uh, I learned about them on Clubhouse as well um, huh. through a guy called um, Tim Dunk, Face Tim, who I actually – met for the first time in real life yesterday he came oh, how and, cool uh, we had a coffee so we of my virtual friend from clubhouse who i've chatted to a lot um and who's kind of really just been so generous with with teaching his ways um we, we had a coffee yesterday that was so nice and um, but basically yeah he he has been the kind of the front runner in that so um he's there's there's two different um companies that have apps now so in the past it used to be just a, a facetime um conversation and like video call and you'd just be screenshotting which i did a couple of um things that, like that at the very very first lockdown because uh different people were modeling and there were photography like communities that were offering it to just sort of keep the creative things flowing yeah. so actually when I say I first heard about it on Clubhouse that's not true I just forgot about it um, yeah. because I I did it and I was like this is crap <laughs> just yeah. screenshotting a video and this is not for me um whereas there were other people who were like this is for me this is this is good I'm going to roll with this and then I'm going to make something from it so thankfully there were those people because and um, there are they created apps which now mean that you can go through uh, your client's phone mm-hmm. um, and it's, a, it's very secure um, but you have access they allow you to have access to their camera button right so it's basically being in the house without being in the house so I have control of their camera uh-huh. and um, ask them to either have a phone tripod or um the classic as a a tin of beans with a hair tie um <laughs> i think that's copyright of face tim um <laughs> to be honest or uh or one svetlana who is the founder of the one of the apps the shutter app she she swears by a, a sneaker with um because she says you can angle the phone in it and i'm yet to try that one but oh so you I've put it in a shoe one. yeah yeah i i had um one my one of my favorite shoots it actually was one of those ones that wasn't really working out because uh, it was outside and the the apps weren't supporting it as much but I had a guy running around with an ironing board because he really wanted some pictures on the docks and um so I he had books uh, an ironing board he had the <laughs> the books piled high on the ironing board a tin yeah. being for the hair tie and the, and the phone and I was taking photographs him of him and he'd been running around uh, like trying to find the best light and it was just hilarious and then at one point he was, we'd got it and he was stood 
looking at the looking at the camera I, I was directing him he could hear me over the phone and then two people just walked by on their little walk around the dock and I just went so what so what's going on here then as they kept walking and he just went photo shoot and uh, was looking at the camera and they kept walking and they just took that like but I'm on the other side thinking this is hilarious because it, they don't know that I exist they yeah. just they, all they can see is a bloke with an ironing board and some books, <laughs> a tin of beans with a phone <laughs> that's, that's secured with a hair tie. Yeah. And he's just stood in front of it by himself. And that looks like that's his photo shoot. So forever in their memory, that's what that's what it'll be. Like they'll tell this bizarre story of this bloke that they walked past doing a photo shoot by himself with an ironing board. That's crazy. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> um, all right. So just like walk us through. So what happens? The client reaches out and says, hey, I want to do a virtual shoot. How do you connect? What? How do you scout the location? What camera are you using? Are you, are you using the native camera or are you getting them to upload another app? How does it all work? Um, so most people – in fact, all people have found me through Instagram. Uh huh. Um, so they might follow my work, and I talk a lot about my virtual shoots, especially. I, I was talking a lot more about my virtual shoots, but they, uh, so they think, oh, this looks cool. I want to do that, and they'll get in touch with me. And um, I, I don't have the uh, nice fancy booking system, so they just get in touch with me. Yeah. And I do it that way. Um, and uh, I'll just ask them what kind of which photo because I've I've done quite a few in different in different places yep. I've got quite a lot of diversity in my virtual shoots and the thing that I really try to do with my virtual shoots is make them not look like their virtual shoots so yeah I have them on my on my inst- Instagram feed scattered amongst my in-person shoots so I, I try not to kind of make them look any different yep. um so it's more that people like my style of photography and they're not here so uh-huh. their only option is a virtual shoot so they might ask for an outside one um which aren't as great in terms of their signal and things like that but um or their house um and generally it's i just need a good uh like clear wall and some light from the window or a good light from from the um from a light the lamp or something like that but generally I still like to just uh, use the the light from the window um so you want yeah like a bed or something like that so how are you scouting the location what's like is there a FaceTime for me um I uh, yeah they I there's different ways of doing it like I was watching Tim yesterday and he literally just was, was like oh I've got a shoot now and he went and did it like sat on the side of the bank and he he just goes in blind and he's amazing and in fact we talked a lot about this on Clubhouse we both um kind of talked to people through how to do how, like our different processes for them uh-huh. and we are so different with it he's just he just goes in blind he doesn't plan he yep. just kind of uh is a bit of a wild card with it um, yeah. and he's got that very down to a fine art whereas mine is like I will plan a bit more and I'll talk to the um I'll spend a bit more time kind of working out what it is that they they really want and what they like their ideas were and what they were attracted to and um it would just with my photography in general uh one of the reasons why I have like this emotion coming through is like I ask people um, I asked the question, how do you want to come across in, in your photographs? Like, give me a, a couple of words. So like, if it's, if it's a woman by herself, it's like sexy or uh, like strong or something like that. Like they'll give me a word and mm-hmm. kind of work with that. Um, I also do a lot of that inspiration on Pinterest and I'll share a Pinterest board with them of, of their images that they like or paintings or whatever that they really like. And yeah. I kind of just, go from there like I did one shoot where it was very um I kind of go based on what someone looks like and um they like it was very kind of Marilyn Monroe like 50s kind of feel and things like that and so uh, we'll kind of collaborate I I, I like it to be a collaboration even if someone doesn't think that they're artistic um there's definitely a reason why they're attracted to my work and um and then, yeah, we just kind of collaborate and create together, really, because it does have to be that 
collaboration because I'm not in the room with them. Yeah. So there's a lot of getting up and kind of changing the angle of the phone and and sitting back down and just like I'm like just a little bit more to the left, a little bit more to the left, and um and then forgetting what lefts and rights are because I'm looking through a phone and um <laughs> just kind of just working it out with them and and them being open to this creative process and just. Um, yeah, it, it attracts a certain type of person really who's like, oh, that's really cool. I want to try that. And it's been really nice because there's, there's some people as well who I photographed who haven't been photographed before or right. who are really nervous and who, who don't like their photographs taken. But because it's in their own home, there's not a photographer in there with them. Um, and it's, it's very non-invasive. Yeah. And um, it's, it's given them, I've had people say like I I had I've had the confidence that I never had before like you've helped me with that or um or I I've loved pictures of myself for the first time in like 10 years oh that's so beautiful that is so nice I just want to go back to the um getting the style and the look are you like so the person contacts you initially is the first thing you do is go through their insta obviously they've contacted you through insta to get a sense of who they are then you're asking them to provide you with some sort of pinterest lookbook that tells you what they like and then no it's the other way around right um i and a lot of people i can't access their instagram because it's private so there are times like it's just blind Um, really generally what i'll do then is i'll just say like i I don't necessarily know what someone looks like until i've seen them on on the camera Uh at that moment um and i create a pinterest board based on like where they want so like someone the other day had a meadow so I was like okay it's a woman by herself in a meadow I kind of have an idea of what she's wearing so these are the sort of pictures that I kind of would go for maybe like not not necessarily I don't really copy pictures but I just kind of use the Pinterest to like get an idea in my mind of what kind of photographs I would take if I was there yeah because it's hard to visualize like going in quite blind um and then I kind of, yeah, just emulate that feel, I guess. But I generally invite them to collaborate on the Pinterest boards in case they want to add any or if they have, so they have an idea of it as well beforehand. Um, but what I ask generally, and not always, is to just give me a little video, like tour of their house, if it's, if it's a um, shoot in their house, so that I can, because sometimes people be like, well, you can't do it in this room, you can't do it in that room. And, like those are always the rooms that tend to be better anyway because it's like oh no you can't go in there because there's stuff in there or whatever but actually there's a really great window or something like that so uh, they're probably yeah they, i bet you they're usually surprised at the that like they're going this is perfect and you go no you go back to the yeah. bathroom now right around the corner yeah. the hallway that's it right there you know so the virtual tour are you organizing that at the exact same time you're shooting but on a different day and does that always uh, sometimes I try to yeah but it doesn't always work right a lot of what I do junior is just like wing and a prayer right <laughs> so it's um it sounds like you get them there we walk around the house and we look for the pocket of light that's going to work for you yeah sometimes there's no light and actually um I'm really into low light at the moment yeah so uh, even though I do love, I love, love, love that play on shadow and light, and uh-huh. I don't always get that. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of starting to love this just like low soft light at the moment. Um, uh, because especially in the UK, it's just been like raining for the past forever. We had yeah. one sunny day for the first time yesterday. So you, you, you do have to just work with what you've got. And um, at the moment, my my work lends itself to a slightly greeny low light kind of look which is which is good because that's all I have available unless I'm shooting someone in a different country where they suddenly just have this beautiful place and I'm like oh I wish I could be there right now but um but yeah I'm looking for I am always looking for good light a good um nice uh contrast is always is always good like across their face to give a bit of drama and things like that but but yeah I just I just tend to work with what I see at the time like one one lovely 
shoot that I did with a with someone was she she was showing me all around and I took all these pictures and just as she had the cat the phone in her hand she turned and I as like split seconds saw her stairs and I was like oh sit sit on the stairs they that looks great and she hadn't even shown me them and uh, that they're some of my favorite pictures of her on stairs with her, with her cat walking down um oh. and yeah so it's it's just uh being beady-eyed when they're walking around with their phone as well. I love that gives the element of like documentary as well there because it's like it's that decisive moment that you're still able to participate in even though there's like, you know, we're looking for the right place. There's still that element of surprise that I love. Like even though you're saying that the other guy does it on a wing and a prayer, it sounds like you're shooting the same way. Yeah, with a little bit more uh, like anxiety and preparation. <laughs> yeah, right. So you've got the storyboards, but you're still allowing the, you know, the, you know, the the happy accidents to happen. So, yeah. is there a, a shot like a favorite virtual shoot that you did that you could um, tell us about, like how how that it came to pass and I oh. I... Like, which is your favourite child really, really is what I'm asking loved. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, the one that I have the most pictures that I love from um, yeah. is another photographer. I've, I've actually shot a lot of other photographers yeah, right. now, um, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, but I think because they're just open to this creative process more than the general public, who are like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Um, so... So yeah, there was a there's a photographer um who I also met on Clubhouse who um I shot with her partner. Um and she has a studio, so that was really lucky. But also the studio uh, was in the middle of Calgary and um so she had a rooftop. So I I, I got really cool kind of um like gritty town shots with the skyscrapers behind oh um, wow and then and then we went down to uh two different rooms in her studio and um there was so she had like different things set up um which I kind of picked and choose chose from um, yeah. so but just uh what what really just lit my fire was that she had a black wall uh-huh. and um I just really loved, and he was wearing a black t-shirt, so I just really played with the light on them there, and a very kind of, I've been quite attracted to like dark and moody yeah. uh, edits lately. So, um, so yeah, just just playing with the black ball and the and the black t-shirt and and the light reflecting off hands and heads, and and it just came out with just so many really lovely photographs that I really really love. And how long do you spend on the shoot? How long is like what's an average, or is it just like you just keep going until you exhaust locations? Well, that one was quite long because yeah. there was so much, so much that I could do. Yeah. Generally, I I give an hour, and I kind of can't really give more than that because like I've got the, the kids around, and that's why virtual shoots have been yeah. so good for me. Yeah. So I'm at home, I'm not leaving, and. If I need to feed the baby, then I can feed the baby, and yeah, um, and it's been it's really really handy for me um to not to not have to leave the house, but uh, yeah, an hour I tend to start feeling like a little bit. They actually take a lot out of me. Yeah, um, I feel really really worn out after one, which is kind of crazy because it's it's just in the house and I'm not leaving, but it's yeah. giving it's... so much direction that I yeah. wouldn't give in in um in person so it's been really interesting doing in-person shoots again after the virtual I, I definitely think it's helped my photography um oh. which is crazy because I have a degree in photography and did all my stuff in on like film cameras and I used to be a massive snob because I did all of my um my stuff in the color dark room in, uh-huh. the, in the pitch black and all my printing for my degree show and that and if you'd have told me then that I would be taking photographs on someone else's phone, not even in the same house as them, I'd, I would laugh at you. But, um, yeah, it's definitely taken me down a peg or two and helped with my creative process. But, um, but yeah, in person now, I'm kind of realizing I don't even, I don't have to give half the amount of, uh, um, direction as you do 
in, when you're not there. So in person it's less than it is virtually. What I'm interested yeah. in is like, okay, so what ha- – what are the deliverables? So you're at the mercy of their camera. So are you ever – like has anyone ever had like a Motorola <laughs> flip phone? Oh, no. <laughs> so you're like, no, I can't. There's only, yeah, I, I haven't had that as yet. Um, they know, they generally know that they have to have um, – you can do it on on a phone that has a camera and it can connect to the app. Basically. Yeah. If it can connect to the app, then it, you're generally not um, shooting on a really, really old phone. But I, I have heard stories of the, of a few people having ones that aren't compatible, but I haven't come across that myself. Um, but yeah, generally if, if they've got a camera, if they've got a camera on the phone, then you can, and they can access the internet on their phone and they can download the app, then you can use it. And for me, um, sorry, for me, um, it's a lot in the edit. Um, yeah. Yeah. I see that. Um, so like, are they, the, once you shoot, are the files going directly to you? Yeah. Okay. And who physically takes the photo? You. Me. Right. Yeah, me. So they're just setting up the phone. Right. Okay. So, So okay. It's it's basically like I'm asking them to place my camera on a tripod. I'm Mm -hmm. just not there. Yeah, right. But it happens to be their camera, but you're pushing the button, you're doing everything. You then get their raw files from their phone delivered to you, and then the magic happens in obviously the edit, and that's how you deliver the files. Yeah. So you can shoot if with one i pay for a subscription and i can shoot in raw with that with the other i can shoot in raw because i'm on a special list which is nice because oh. i'm one of the um first chosen. To use, you're so. one of the chosen <laughs> ones <laughs> uh, I, yeah wow I, ju- I just happen to be in the right place at the right That's time fantastic. Again, clubhouse, yeah which i owe a lot to clubhouse this year um yeah it was it was great while it yeah, lasted it was um, but uh yes yeah, so i can shoot in raw but but tim who has done hundreds and is the like um veteran of this he doesn't shoot in raw he shoots in jpeg but i find it easier to shoot in raw in terms of editing because uh-huh. of the way that i edit i just open them all i'm really old school i open them all in camera raw and yeah, uh, fantastic and do it that way yeah um and i find editing um, I don't, I don't use really use Lightroom because I just don't get it, and it's yeah. not where I learn. And yeah. I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a dinosaur now, uh-huh. and, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm, I open them all on camera rule, and then I just uh, use um, my preset on it, and then I do individual kind of light painting on it, yeah. and then uh, <laughs> open up. Um, Photoshop is why I take a really long time to edit, and also my computer doesn't really handle it very well. But um, but yeah, I I kind of have that process and and do a little bit of uh, I kind of do a bit of healing, taking out taking out objects that I don't really want there necessarily yep. in there, and then I deliver three images. Um, but I have a lot more than that. Um, so they have three images included in their shoot. And yes, they can buy more they got they the like. option to buy more. Um, yeah. So when you're actually shooting, are you envisioning the edit that you will do? Is that how you're seeing the image? Like are you seeing it dark and mysterious? Like do you know what you're doing? Are you pre-visual? Like I know you're trying to shoot intuitively, but you must be visualising the final result as you're shooting the image, right? Or you don't know um, until you open it up, what am I going to do with this? It's a bit half and half, really. Like, yeah, I can kind of, I I know to shoot um, darker because I like that. That's shadow. Yeah. I know I know that there'll be bits that it doesn't matter that you can see that in the picture because I'll darken that bit. And are you, um, yeah. Them. So is there a lot of compensating in that regard as well? Like, are you making sure that you nail those highlights or you underexpose? Like, yeah. are you doing a lot of that? For the edit, yeah, yeah, and you great. can do it. Yeah, you can. You have that ability to do it. You can play with the. You can play with the exposure, um, within the the app, 
Um, so I generally kind of bring the exposure down and um, just like that kind of that drama from the light from the window generally. I try to stay as close to the window as possible. Um, yep, um, for the contrast. Oh, well, yeah, but then I've, I have a lot of like I've done quite a few ones of like people just sat on beds and things like that and then it's just a nice soft light really. Um, Flooding across like a, a cleaner light. Um, yeah, as I say, I've got like, you know, if we were outside, it would be like a cloudy day um, so, sometimes when they're, they're inside. One thing I'm really interested in is the impact of the, like well, I call it the iPhone factor on the look of our photography, okay? So I've noticed that like we are all going wider. I've deliberately started shooting wider because it's it's a look that people are um, just so used to and they find more appealing once you went back from like the virtual shoots to doing like real shoots, <laughs> um, are you now strapping on a wider lens on like what what are you shooting on when you're not when you're doing no. a, a what are you what are you shooting well, with normally if it's not a phone? Oh, no, mine is mine is mine is wider in in the real light in the RL. You, you like I'm, wide? I have my I have my thirty five. I have my Sigma R thirty five millimeter. Yep. Yep. pretty much like glued to my camera yeah. i've got yeah. other, other lenses that i don't use but a, a camera phone is generally uh around about a 50 millimeter kind of 50 is comparison it? yeah uh, 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 from what i heard and uh-huh. less unless i heard it wrong and i'm just like not i heard it was a bit wider but anyway we'll, we'll, sh- we'll fact check at the Maybe end it is wider yeah yeah i but but no i already shoot 35 millimeter predominantly anyway um so i really want other lenses i just haven't bought them and haven't invested as yet but i'd, I'd love a uh 135 milliliter that would be like a long lens lovely. yeah and just give that lovely i love a bit of bokeh and i love you do blurred background and yeah it's kind of like that more dreamy arty kind of style yeah um so but so yeah i i actually find that the difference between my my real life and my virtual is i'll shoot wide open generally um in in person and yeah. then on the phone it's uh it's a lot sharper like you have a lot more in focus yeah and um, so that's my main difference and and uh, phone pictures tend to be sharper, um, like a weird sharpness to them. So sometimes I do you unsharpen? Yeah, a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Um, like I like that composite image that I was. I'm doing a Ophelia. There's one photograph that I took on my phone, and uh, it's you can really really see the difference. Yeah. Um, so in just that, a lot more sharpness to it. Fact check: the iPhone XS has a focal length of 26. Really? Yeah, and the telephoto oh, on it is 52. Yeah. Yeah, I don't use the – yeah, well, then I do shoot much wider. You are wide. You yeah. Are so, And I'm just See, wondering – so untechnical, it's ridiculous. That's all right. That's great. Nothing. <laughs> are you – when you're going back to, like, is it DSLR or you mirrorless? What's the other camera? It's No, it's not mirrorless. I'm, it's very old now. It's six years old. It's a – uh, Nikon D810. Yeah, okay. Are you po- I say you- that, but I there's a photographer that I went to work. I used to work um, in marketing and uh, doing like jewelry photography. So my like background is sales and jewelry. Um, and uh, I went to this man's amazing studio, and he we had the same camera. So I was like, okay, I'm not doing not doing too badly because I kind of just went completely blind and got another photographer to just tell me what to get. Um, that's what I work with it doesn't matter it's like we look at your work I'm not going oh that was obviously a Nikon or a Ken no one's no one's asking what the camera is no one cares it's just like they care about the yeah. great photos that's why, they, so, that's why now like I've just yeah I've, I'm just so amazed that what you can get now with a, a phone is incredible I do love my camera though I love, I love my camera very much like another little baby but yeah, so I'm just wondering, it's like when you've got that 35, do you find yourself pushing in like like when you're shooting with an iPhone or do you just like, is there a separate approach between the virtual and the real and and how is it yeah, different? Yeah, I'm trying to get all the different angles in, in like real life. I, I'm obviously, I still, 
I still prefer in-person shoots yeah. because I can walk around the subject, I can work with the light myself and I've got a lot more control. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just, it's, I can't, I wouldn't be able to explain to you what I'm doing. It's just intuitive. Right. Whereas virtual shoots, you are having to push your creativity because you can't just get someone to just stand up and sit down all the time to change the the phone. Yep. There comes a point where it's like, okay, if someone's paying me um, to take these photos, I have to just like find a frame quite quickly and work with that. Right. Um, and then and then we'll we'll change the the pose or the or the framing a little bit. But um, but yeah, you you can't just keep asking them to get up and down and moving the phone around. And especially like I've had a few maternity things, like I can't have them like. I've I've been there. You can't be like heaving up and down like all the time. So yep. it, there's definitely like constraints within within the virtual photography that you don't have in real life. Yep. Which is why it does push you creatively creatively more, and it it does help you. Um, well, it helped me. Uh, just kind of hone my craft more, I'd say, because it it really had it really makes you think, and that's why afterwards it it does take a lot out of out of me because it's kind of really like managing a person when you're not there Mm. managing potentially multiple people because they might have kids um directing and then saying no just a little bit more to the left okay like and then and then just like can I go a bit higher no I can't go higher okay so I've got to work with this or like can you can you find a few books to put me on or um okay sorry like this that one just wasn't quite the right angle and then other times I just think well I can't ask them to move it again Mm. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to like maybe just uh crop those a few a few times or like yeah it's it's a real it's a real process virtual photography for sure it is and the in-person stuff okay I see a real authenticity I see the connection and like it's just your work it's different. It stands out. It really, it, it's intriguing to me. What is it that you do that gets that? What is it? Is there a secret? Is there something you can say? And it's like, how do I connect? How hard am I working to do that? What am I doing to get to the to the honesty of this photo? And how important is that to you to do to not just hack out some pretty picture that's you know people like but it's like there's a raw the rawness I think is what got to me how does that happen I'm a really nostalgic person Mm. um and photography wise that I've always loved it my dad my dad used to always take beautiful photographs of us when we were younger um on film and we had beautiful black and white pictures around the house and um one of my favorites was me sat kind of staring at a candle on my um on my high chair because it was my birthday and it's just got such depth to it and I just used to stare at pictures a lot when I was younger and and just kind of try to remember those times so for me photography is just a ticket to remembering um people and I love people and I miss people and I and I kind of if I love someone, I love them for forever, even if I don't speak to them anymore. So for me, it's just kind of that remembering those connections um, is really important to me. And I, I really want other people when they're paying me for their, well, not even when they're paying me, because like just photographs in general, I just really want to get the essence of that person. Um, I'm a, I don't know if it's a, anything to do with my Enneagram, but I'm a, a four apparently and I, I I don't really deal with small talk. I just like to get straight to it. I want to know who you are and I want to kind of delve deep into that. And and that kind of is where I am with my photography because I I want to find you within my pictures. And so I I, I get people to relax. I always ask them to do their like deep breathing and kind of kind of relax with me and then while I'm while I'm shooting them um I think it's because I'm not insanely like I'm I'm confident in talking but I'm not 
um I'm not really like in your face um confident and I kind of have my like like you say I actually do suffer from anxiety so I'm like oh am I gonna get the right pictures and things like that so it's kind of like I really work on connecting with people I'll maybe like be walking to the location with them and just having like really nice chats and mm. and just kind of just just being friendly and just connecting and um connecting with people before I take their photographs and I think then they they have that trust with me yeah and it's just uh yeah just getting people to I do a lot of asking people to breathe yeah <laughs> I think that's my secret <laughs> And also to be with you in the moment, it sounds like you work really hard for that. And I think from what you've said, like, and I know this is certainly true for me in many of the images, I really understand the importance of that moment, even though they may not, you yeah. know. So like you see the moment, you see it happening, you see you've frozen it and you think that's going to mean so much to them one day, you know. Yeah. I did. Uh, I took some photographs of a friend the other day and her maternity pictures, and they're some of my favorite pictures that I've taken. And she said she didn't really want me to take them. We were at their house um, anyway, and uh, I just like come on, come upstairs. I just throw a shirt on, and they're st- like I absolutely adore them. I think they're beautiful, and she, <laughs> she doesn't want me to put them on on my portfolio or uh, anything like that, which is a bit of a killer, but. Yeah. I know she she hasn't even downloaded them and I'm definitely trying I'm not I don't take offense for that because I know how she sees them now because she just had a baby yeah she she her body is very different she's looking at them from that like critical eye whereas I'm a little bit further along in my journey with my body like I've got two children now my body has changed massively and I know like that first of all feeling of like oh that I don't see me there yeah but I know that in in a year in five years she will view those photographs differently yeah so for me I'm like okay you're not quite there yet but you will you will be and so that I do think about that when I'm taking photographs especially with that nostalgia in the that you will look back on this and you will see it differently yeah, that's fantastic. Well, like the work is just like it's exceptional. It just moves me. I could look at it all day. I talk mm-hmm. about a lot on this podcast about like your greatest asset as an artist, all of us, is our creativity and our taste. What is it that you don't like, you know, you touched on, you've spent a lifetime in galleries and um, – you know, with art, do you think it, do you continue to do that? Do you continue to feed your soul nice things? And how important is that for you? Uh, it's funny. I haven't in the past few years, especially yeah. like from having children. And actually, I said to you before, the virtual shoots have like fed me creatively, being outlet wise. Um, and saying like immersing myself in art and things like that is it's interesting it's kind of quite similar to how I approach my photography in that I'm not technical I don't really know the ins and outs I don't know the names of things I don't necessarily know the names of artists hmm. but um we went into uh Manchester to get my daughter registered when she was born and I was just all I was doing was looking up at the architecture and the um and just like these different places and things like that and my my love and my passion in life uh, other than photography is travel so that kind of like immerse just taking things in is what is what feeds me and and kind of what translates into my work so I'm not necessarily sat flipping through photography books or art books or things like that but I'm I am always looking I'm always taking things in I'm kind of a bit of a um like my my final project at, at university was called beauty in the banal because you're not necessarily in a beautiful place you're not necessarily always like necessary like what you would think of beautiful you know you're not necessarily in the south of france but you like especially my rose where i live is pretty awful but yeah. um, i i'm always kind of looking for that little bit of beauty within within the world and whether it's it's um architecture or paintings or um 
or poetry or things like that I'm, I'm kind of always looking yeah for, for a little, little bit of something to feed my soul fantastic um this has been a delight chatting to you i i wish you nothing but success and joy from here on in and thank thank you for sharing your beautiful gift with the world and thank you for chatting with us today just before you go um so annahornby.com so that's a double n a h o r n b y is your website.com and at anna hornby on instagram i'll put both those links in the show notes so people can go Mm -hmm. and check out your beautiful work and yeah i can't wait to see what you do next and thanks again for chatting with us today thank you so much it's been really lovely and i'm so i'm just really touched that you wanted to talk to me so thank you so much it's been a delight thank you anna okay thank you so much bye-bye There we go, Anna Hornby. So good to be able to talk to photographers from all over the world and all mm. such different styles as well. Make sure I know. You, make sure you check out uh, Anna's website at Anna A W N A Hornby dot com, and also she's on Instagram, uh, and her handle is Anna Hornby. So fantastic. All right, yeah. so and and also big thank you to you, Gina, for um, doing <laughs> this episode when you've got a little bit of a sore throat. Um, mm. Thanks for soldiering on. Really appreciate it. As thank well. you, Val. It's uh, getting there. The tea helps, <laughs> so I'll go gargle my lemon um, drink shortly. And yeah, get on with it. But thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you doing in the coming week? Ah, oh, more of the same, Val. So just uh, living the dream. What about You're you? Living the dream. I've got to get, get out my power tools, <laughs> making my uh, lasagna, uh, slow cooking meat, risotto balls. <laughs> uh, what? Oh, I've got uh, lights to install on that. I've got stuff to do. Okay, like, right. Days aren't long enough. What about you? More painting? Yeah. And- well, I have been. I spent. It was it yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Um, doing art photography. So um, yeah, photographing right. my actual artworks. Um, yes. And fortunately, I have a good system now, thanks to some great yep. tips from you. But that doesn't account Excellent. for if you have a little accident, right? What happened? So. If because you know there's a lots of artworks and canvases, and you know they're cumbersome a bit. It, the the yeah, large right. ones are cumbersome. So I did it all. So proud of myself. There's the pile, not the pile, but you know there's the or the artworks over there. And um, I look at one big mark <gasps> on it. But when I say big, it's probably ten centimeters. It's not like you know. Yeah, right. It's not like yeah. a meter or whatever. Um, uh-huh. not good. So I'm going to have no. to figure out how to Paint fix over that. It. And it occurred, oh. so I looked at the photo. So I went to my, to the raw files to see, you know, was it there when I took the photo? Cause surely I would have noticed yeah. and it wasn't. So it had occurred in between when I took the photo off, when I took the canvas off and like. So you did it. You're a klutz. Me or someone in the house, yes. Uh, someone in the house, <laughs> right. Oh, my God. It happened sometime in the following hour. Mm. Sounding like a detective now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you're photographing art, not only should you potentially wear white gloves. Gloves, yes. Um, make sure you have you, – you, your space is arranged so that – things don't accidentally brush past them, especially if you are photographing artwork that um, often uh, artists will require the uh, the photographs to occur before the varnish is on because Mm. the varnish can sometimes reflect or, you know, um, not provide such a good photo. So so sometimes they'll send it so that the photographer shoots it and then when it comes back then they'll varnish it, which means you have to be extra careful because – depending on the kind of paints used and stuff, you could, uh, you know, a brush pass could actually wreck the surface. This is this is why I'm not a, a, a product photographer. I cannot deal with all the, the amount of dust that gets mm. on stuff. I'm not – just – it's so – you've got to be so meticulous 
to be a product photographer. They're constantly cleaning stuff, getting rid of dust because it's like, yeah, at least with um, all I need is a lint roller and some gaffer tape <laughs> and I can get lint off people and fix their hair and mm. the rest you can fix in post. Yeah. It's a bit uh, more organic. I like it that way. <laughs> well, there you go. So, I mean, this the thing is yeah. if I – with the with the photog- with the um, uh, artwork, if I was just doing prints, it's kind of okay because I can kind of content retouch. aware, retouch the, yeah, the yeah. mark, but I can't sell the original this way. <laughs> No. Anyway, so need a few refinements to the system. Where do we find you online, Gina? So I'm at ginamilitia.com. That's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. I'm on all social media at Gina Militia. And if you want to take your photography to the next level, like all the amazing Goldies who are just like honestly slaying it with their Mm. photography, just doing fantastic things, if you are one of these people that is a – daylight lover but have never quite understood how to do flash and you want to do flash i'm telling you i am so wrapped with the results people are getting with the zero to hero course people are learning lighting with no previous experience in a week yeah in a week Great. doing Incredible. this so that and all the f- photography lighting editing posing I love the opportunity to work with you. Just go to genomilitia.com and click on membership. Memberships. Yep. What about you, Val? Uh, you'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K H O O, on Twitter and Instagram, and over at ValerieKoo.com. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. We look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.